Welcome to the Thrive Church Weekly Podcast. We pray that you will be blessed and encouraged by this message today. Thanks for tuning in. All right, it's so great to be on your screens this morning to be with you. And I'm so grateful to be a part of this um, Soul Health series. And I'm just going to take the next 20 minutes to... Um, share my story and also some key elements to renewing our mind. But firstly, I once heard somebody say quite recently that if there's an area of our life where we are stuck, where we are struggling to move forward, then what that means is there is something that we do not yet know. Now that sounds really simplistic, doesn't it? But let's have a look at these scriptures from the Word of God. In John 8, verse 32, it says that you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. And in 2 Peter 1, verse 3, we read that his divine power has given to us everything we need for life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by his glory and goodness. So there you have it. There's that, those words, knowing and knowledge. So there's something about knowing in a way that enables and empowers us to move forward in life. I like to use this illustration. Say we want to know how to ride a bike. Well, we can sit and watch other people riding bikes. We can observe them. We can go, mm-hmm, I've watched people ride a bike. Now I know how to ride a bike. But that's not so. We can talk about riding a bike. Well, I know how to ride a bike because I've seen people do it. And what you do is you sit on the seat and put your hands on the handlebars and feet on the pedals and away you go. Mm, But you know what? That still doesn't mean we know how to ride a bike. It's not until we take what we've observed, what we've begun to understand, and we actually apply it. We get on that bike. What happened? Wobble, 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 fall off even. Wobble, wobble, until there's an area of our mind that that knowing takes place in, that something clicks right, and away we go, and we're riding a bike. So what we can really draw from that then is that that knowing that moves us forward is a combination of understanding and application working together that will enable us to move forward. And I just want to um, flick into my story just to to um, to bring this in as well. I was um, raised in a broken and hurting family and I experienced anxiety from a very early age. My parents' volatile marriage ended when I was nine and my dad died of motor neurone disease when I was 17. And right from the word go, I had symptoms of anxiety. I would get tummy aches when I was little. I, I spent a lot of time home from school. I would like go to a friend's place to play and then I'd have to come home with a tummy ache. And um, even one birthday, I think it was my sixth sixth or seventh birthday, I um, remember my mum set out some treats on the table, but I couldn't eat them. I had a tummy ache. And so instead, I needed to go to bed and sleep it off. And as I grew into my tween and teenage years, my anxiety showed up with um, in a way that I had knots in my stomach and I felt nauseous all the time. And this really impacted my social life because going out was really hard because with knots in my tummy, I couldn't eat. And so I was always embarrassed about that. Now, when I was 16 years of age, I became a Christian, and some lovely people came into our lives that led us, um, you know, to lead us down that journey of of knowing Jesus. And and so this decision that I made to become a Christian was one I never turned back from. 
At the time when I was 16, my dad was in the last year of his life. He was in Kaikoura Hospital. My grandparents, his parents, lived in Kaikoura. So I would travel, take the train from Christchurch to Kaikoura once a month and go visit my dad. And after visiting him, I would walk along the beautiful rugged Kaikoura beach and I would just cry and cry, grieving my dad. But also I experienced the tangible love and comfort of my heavenly father. At the same time, and so my, my faith journey was one I never turned back from. However, my relationship with God was like a three-strand cord. There was God, there was me, and there was anxiety. And this cord seemed to be one that wasn't easily broken. And of course, getting into church life, um, as you do, you get involved in youth group and all sorts of different things in church life, music team, etc. And so what I began to do was manage my life around my anxiety. I didn't want to hide socially anymore. So I began to manage as we are, we're able to create, we're made in God's image, right? So we can create situations and circumstances, but that doesn't necessarily mean they work for us. And so before going to youth group, if if there was an event on um, one evening, I wouldn't eat dinner because then I could go with an empty stomach and then I wouldn't have to worry about the nausea. If I ever got invited out to somebody's house for dinner, that was very difficult. Of course, people wanted to get to know me, etc. But, you know, it was so hard. I would stress for about three days prior to that dinner date. I would be thinking, how can I do this? I've got knots in my stomach. You know, I won't be able to eat. It'll be terrible. You know, and so, but anyway, so most of the time I would ring up and cancel and just say, I'm sorry, I can't come. Something else has come up. And I would feel this wave of relief wash over me when I said that. But at times, you know, I thought, you know, I am a child of God. God has not given to me the spirit of fear, but love, power, and a sound mind. So I would rock on up. I'm going to do this. And I would knock at the door with knots in my stomach. And as soon as I got in, I would look for where the bathroom was always. So I knew where to go if I needed to escape. And I would try and force the you know, food in and I would push food around my plate. And the, of course, the host or hostess would always be very gracious. Are you okay? And oh, no, I'm sorry, I'm not that hungry tonight. I'm sorry about that. That's okay. And so I would go. And so I had this, this initial anxiety and then I had this social anxiety and then I had this shame on top of that because I couldn't be who I wanted to be and who I saw other people being. And it seemed to be so difficult for me. So this actually carried on right through my, into my 20s. And I was 27 years of age before something changed. And one morning I woke up, much like any other, with knots in my stomach. And I had this conversation with God. Well, it was pretty one-sided, really. And I said, God... Either you're a liar and I'm going to rip out half the pages of this Bible because I'm not living what your word says. Your word says it's for freedom that you've set me free and yet here I am with this anxiety. So God, either you're a liar and I'm going to rip out all those scriptures out of my Bible or God, there is something that I do not yet know about how I need to apply your word in a way that will help me to move forward. And of course, I immediately thought, well, God's not a liar. I trust him. I know his word is true. And so it was up to me then to know his word in a way that was going to set me free. And once I shifted my, my view from being stuck and anxious, yes, I had prayed to be free. I had pleaded to be free. I had hoped to be free. But that morning I decided to be free because God said I was. And so when I shifted that, I began to get different ideas. I began to think differently. 
my mind began, began to come on board because I gave it the room to come on board. And so I began to think, well, what does my life look like on the other side of my breakthrough? What does it look like to be free? What does it look like to be socializing? What does it look like to be confident in that area? And then I began to take those scriptures, those wonderful, powerful scriptures that I knew so well, and I decided that I was going to speak them over my life in a way that I had never done so before. So morning and night, I would take the truth of the Word of God, and I would speak it aloud. I would speak it over myself. I would build that picture in my mind of freedom. I was focusing that way, and nothing changed. One week, two weeks, three weeks, on I went. But I got to about the 10-week point, and something did begin to shift. I could feel like, I can only describe it as that I began to believe myself. Something began to shift. My confidence increased. My shoulders went back. My voice became more authoritative as I, authoritative as I, as I continued to speak the word of God. And then it was only a couple of weeks later after that, that I woke up and there was my breakthrough, my quiet, amazing breakthrough. There was just a peace that passed all understanding, guarding my heart and my mind. It was like I couldn't even make myself think anxiously. It was just amazing. There had been a new neurological pathway created through what I had actually done, a pathway to freedom, a pathway that aligned no longer with my anxiety that I was so focused on, but on the freedom that I began to focus on. And um, in a great uh, turn of events, I went to board with a lovely family, a husband and wife and their three lovely daughters. It was very social, lots of people around, um, eating with people. It was such a fun time, right? Here I was just healing and walking out my breakthrough. And it was such a fun time there. And I loved socialising and I loved sharing um, meals with other people and just growing in confidence. And then 18 months, um, living with them for 18 months, then I moved north to Snell's Beach and attended Lifeway Ministries and did a six-month evangelism course there. And during that course, I did a three-week trip to India with a team. And so here I was in a whole new culture, eating different food. And so my breakthrough was so, so powerful. And after my course, I went um, on staff at Lifeway to serve there. And that's where I met my husband, Mark. And we settled in the area and we raised our four young children there, Liam, Abby, Caleb and Alana. But during that time, I, I began to recognize that even though I'd had that amazing breakthrough, there were still areas that I seemed to be coming up against that I was stuck with, you know, like emotional roadblocks that I still kept experiencing in other areas. And I'd be like, what's going on? I had that amazing breakthrough, and here I am stuck in these other areas. Why am I thinking like that? Why am I reacting like that? Why is this happening? And so, you know, but life was busy. So once again, I just managed my life around those things. And in 2016, we relocated back down to the South Island. And it's then that I decided I wanted to get to the bottom of it. What is the process to renewing my mind? What was that actual process that I was inspired, you know, as, as I aligned myself with God, that I was inspired to go through, to break through? And so what's the understanding? What do I need to know about that in order to keep on moving forward in my life? And so it's then that I decided to take a year out. I found an international course of study that I did online. 
around this whole area of renewing our mind and transforming our life. And the Word of God so opened up to me and understanding opened up to me. And that's what's brought me to, to where I am today with a passion to share with others this journey. So just moving on, I just want to just briefly say that, you know, in summary, really keeping it simple, we are spirit, mind and body. Now, I know we're talking about soul health, but I just want to pull out of that our mind because this is what I'm talking about today. And, you know, when it comes to that, that part of us that's created in God's image, that, that part that aligns with his spirit, our spirit, you know, when we want to move forward, that's always a yes and amen in the spirit because to move forward, to improve our lives, to experience breakthrough means that we experience a greater measure of the fruit of the spirit, right? It means we long for a greater love, greater joy, greater peace, greater blessing, greater self-control, all those things. And so it's a yes and amen in the spirit, right? Yes, let's go, let's grow, let's move forward. But then there's our mind, and our mind is marvellous, but our mind has fixed core beliefs, fixed perceptions, fixed filters in there. Those filters start really in our early childhood programming, you know, by observing what's going on around us, family, extended family, teachers, peers, society and culture. And by observation, we learn so much. We learn so many great things. You know, we learn the language that we speak or the languages. We can speak multiple languages if we're raised in a home that we're observing those languages and applying them, right? But also, you know, walking and talking, all those skills and abilities that we learn. But there's also other areas, you know, relationships, conflict, um, health, um, money, how we see ourselves, who we are, and how we see ourselves and our ability to move forward. All those things we observe and take on board as our perception and our beliefs when we are young. And then along the way, we can encounter emotional impacts. You know, we could, um, it could be the loss of somebody close to us. It could be like something like the Christchurch earthquakes that happened, the emotional impacts that really impact us strongly just like that. Uh, and these emotional impacts can also knock our confidence or they can give us a perspective or perception about something that doesn't really serve us. And it creates a belief about who we are again and our ability to move forward. So all those are sort of lodged and cemented in our mind. And this is why um, our mind can be in conflict with our spirit. Let's have a quick look at this slide here. Say we're standing on um, the left-hand side of this chasm and we're looking across and yes, the grass is greener on the other side, right? Because the other side means greater blessing, greater, greater capacity to experience the fruit of the spirit, greater freedom, not just for us, but a greater ability to impact those around us. Because healed people are able to bring healing to people, right? And so, yes, that grass is greener and, the, and our spirit aligning with God says, come on, let's go, let's grow. We can go there. But our mind kind of looks down in that gap and it sees all the memories and all our attempts and everything that we've been saying to ourselves and all those experiences and, and all those perceptions that we have. And it looks across and goes, well, I don't actually have a snapshot of what it is to be there. That looks scary, Maybe moving forward is a bit scary, so our spirit can go, let's go, let's grow, and our mind can go, mm, no, don't know about that. Maybe we'll stay right here. So that is why the Bible admonishes us in Romans 12 verse 2 
that we need to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. You know, not to just look around us and see, well, the world is like this as well, so I'm just like that. But no, we are called to bring God's grace and healing and love to the world, right? And part of that health, part of that soul health is renewing our mind. And so I just want to talk about the three aspects that I have learnt of mind renewal. And the first aspect of mind renewal is vision. In Hebrews 11 verse 1, it says, Faith is the assurance of things hoped for, is the evidence of things not yet seen, not seen in our outer world maybe, but seen as we build that picture and that vision in our mind as we align with God and his word. And in Proverbs 29 verse 18, we read, When there is no clear prophetic vision, people quickly wander astray. But when you follow the revelation of the word, heaven's bliss fills your soul. So here it is, when there is no clear prophetic vision, when we haven't got a vision that's leading us forward, that's, that's aligned with God, we can just be wandering and stuck in our current perceptions, in our current beliefs, in our current um, experiences of what's been going on. But we're exhorted to have a, a clear vision. And you may say, well, I don't have a prophetic vision. Nobody's kind of said anything to me and spoken over me and gone, this is the vision. But let's just think about this. When Jesus finished his work on the cross, he said it is finished. He said, I've come, you know, that you may have life in abundance. And it was for freedom that you've been set free. Well, he said that way back then, right? The finished work of the cross was done way before you were here. And yet the work and the words, the truth of the application of the work of the cross is applicable for all generations, and that's you. So the word of God is filled with prophetic vision for your life, powerful prophetic vision. And as you know and understand that and apply that, you can move forward. So I want to ask you, what are the pictures that you think about in your mind? Can you, are you kind of stuck on mistakes or stuck where you are and stuck on memories or stuck in seeing yourself as just where you are now, I encourage you to set a vision to think about what does my life look like when, with improvement in this area? What does my life look like if I'm moving forward in this area? What does it look like to have greater confidence? What does it look like to be healthy and thriving? What does it look like to be experiencing greater joy? What does that look like? encourage you to build that picture in your mind, to think about that, because we follow, right, that revelation as we set a vision, then we're no longer just kind of wandering astray, but we can start to move toward that vision. The second aspect of mind renewal is verbal, it's our dialogue. So we have vision and we have the verbal dialogue working together. Let's have a look at this scripture in Psalm 1, verse 1 to 3. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither. And whatever he does shall prosper. So here we go. And Pastor Lynn talked about this last week, meditating on the word of God, making the word of God our, our inner dialogue, mulling that over. 
um, putting our like putting our experiences, reflecting our experiences, and the things that we say and do, measuring it against the Word of God, right? Also, our outer dialogue, speaking life, speaking blessing. Hey, this is where I am right now, but I thank you, Lord, that your Word says that I can do all things through you who strengthen me, and so there is a way forward for me. There is a way forward, and I begin to align myself with the Scriptures and the words, right? And therefore, the dialogue can align as well as our vision. And in the beginning of the scripture, it talks about standing in the path of sinners and sitting in the seat of the scornful. And I kind of used to say, oh, no, that's not me. You know, just polish up my halo here, you know. But God really pointed out to me, well, what are you saying to yourself? Yes, I had made mistakes. Yes, I was stuck in some unhealthy patterns of thinking that were sabotaging and that weren't helping me to move forward. And I was pretty scornful at myself about that. Oh, you should have done that. Had, you know, look what you've done, etc. And we can carry the guilt and we can, ca- we can be scornful to ourselves. And God really pointed that out to me. So it's really important to align our inner dialogue with the truth of God, with the grace and the love and the goodness of God. That as we know more, then we're able to move forward more. And his grace and his love is steadfast always toward us. And that he is able to work all things for good when we trust him because he loves us, right? So I want to ask you, what is your inner dialogue? Think about it. Because sometimes sometimes the pictures that we build and the dialogue that we speak, it's so automatic we're not really thinking about it. But I want to challenge you to think about that. What are you saying to yourself about yourself? What are you saying to yourself about your situation? Find some scriptures from the word, two or three scriptures that are going to empower you to not only build that vision, build that picture of moving forward in your life, but also that dialogue. Thank you, God, that your word says it is for freedom, that that you have set me free. So I thank you that I'm able to move forward in you, that you've not given to me the spirit of fear, but love, power, and a sound mind. Except you're so powerful, faith comes by hearing, right? Hearing by the word of God. And the third and final aspect of mind renewal, so we have vision, we have verbal, You know, vision, what we see, verbal, what we say. And the third is application, what we do. Remember that bike. It's not only about seeing. It's not only about verbalizing it. We're going to get on. (laughs) We're going to get on that bike. It's about what we do. Okay, James chapter 1, verse 23 to 25. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror And after looking at himself, goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. So the application is so important. Now that I've come to you, God, and I've giving you this area of my life and I thank you and building that picture of what it looks like to be free in that area to be walking in more love and more joy and now that I'm dialoguing that and I've got the word of God and I've got the scriptures that back that what are the action steps that I can start taking you know and again I just want to look back to last week when Pastor Lynn gave us so many wonderful tools 
to empower us in our emotional and mental health? Did we just listen and go, that was lovely, and walk off and just not really think about them again? Or have you been applying them? Have we been applying them this week? Because it's not just the listening. That gives us the understanding, but it's the application that brings the change. Let's look at some of these, Achieve, uh, setting and achieving goals, exercising, listening to music, dancing, spending time with loved ones, laughing, a healthy diet, getting out in the sunshine, gratitude, random acts of kindness, right? Just some of those things you spoke about. It's the doing that brings the blessing and change and helps us to move forward. So it's really important that, that we, these three aspects of mind renewal, vision, dialogue, and application work together. You know, it's, if we only take one of these aspects, that's not going to bring us into that place of mind renewal. For example, if we just decide to do the application part of it, and that was me, right, turning up to somebody's house, knocking on the door, going there for dinner, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to go and have dinner at somebody's house because I'm a child of God and I'm free. <laughs> and what was I doing? I was knocking on the door with knots in my stomach and in my mind. Oh, how am I going to do this? You know, my dialogue. God, help me, God. I'm so stuck. I'm so anxious. Not so, how am I going to do this? I'm not, I can't do this. In my vision, you know, before, just holding those pictures of the past times that I had tried and failed and tried and failed, right? So it's the vision and the dialogue and the action working together that's really important. If I just sit on the couch and I have a vision, hmm, there I am being healthy. There I am, I'm, I'm running. I'm running in my vision. I'm getting healthy. But I actually don't get off the couch and start to do it. Well, that's not going to bring the change either, is it? So you see, everything needs to work together. And if our dialogue and our vision conflict, you know, we've got a, a, a vision, okay, I'm setting this vision, I'm going to walk in greater confidence, thank you God, I can see me being more confident, and yet our dialogue is like, oh, I don't know about this, you know, I don't think I can, you know, I'm so embarrassed, I'm so, you know, I, I might do something wrong, I might embarrass myself, they might reject me, you know, and that dialogue is, is going on, then that's a conflict, Right. And James talks about that. He's, he talks about being double-minded. And what he has to say about that is that a double-minded person is unstable in all their ways and actually let not that person expect to receive anything from the Lord because being double-minded is like we sow, a carrot, we sow some carrot seeds, I'm going to grow carrots. And then we go, no, 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 I'm not. And we, the next day we go and dig them up and then, no, 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 I am, I am, I am. I'm sow those carrot seeds and then... Oh, no, 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 and then we go dig them up again. There's no time for those, for those roots to go down and for that, that carrot to come to fruition, right? And this is what happens when we're double-minded. But mind renewal is a process, and it's not going to be instant either. So neither do we need to wake up one morning and go, oh, those thoughts are there, I'm failing. No, it's a process of renewing our mind. It's taking those old thoughts and those old habits of how we feel and how we have been behaving and what we've been thinking and what we've been saying to ourselves. And over time, just, just being consistent with, I'm going to set my vision on my breakthrough, on improving my life, on moving forward. And I'm going to continue to speak the Word of God and keep coming back to the Word of God. And I'm going to take some action steps. So you may be wondering, well, what action steps can I take? Well, maybe it may be just talking to somebody or seeking prayer and ministry 
It may be seeking resources or tools that can help you. You may know of somebody who's already where you want to be. Man, that person seems to be thriving in that area. I'm going to be bold and I'm just going to talk to them and say, hey, I really want to thrive in this area as well. And just to start to take those little steps forward. So again, those three elements of mind renewal, what we see, the vision we have in our mind, what we say, the dialogue that we speak both internally and externally. Take the hold of the word of God. Align yourself with the word of God and what you see and what you say. And then the all-important part of being a doer, the application part is so important, those three steps to moving forward and celebrating little wins. Gosh, you know, I had that picture in my mind of being more patient and, and reacting differently. And I, had, I think, you know, I had that scripture, thank you, God, that, you know, in, in you I live and move and have my being. Therefore, in your peace and in your, your patience and those fruits of the Spirit, I live and move and have my being. And I did something different today. That actually, I found myself actually being patient and reacting differently and celebrating those little wins as we move forward and you know, renew our minds and therefore renew how we feel and how we do life and how we move forward. So I'm going to finish there and I'm going to read the scripture from Ephesians 3, verse 16 to 19. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of God the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Thanks again for tuning in to the Thrive Church weekly podcast. Stay up to date with everything that is happening by following us on social media.